0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to our next chapter in our study of the book of Jeremiah. We're in chapter 37 today, making some progress. We talked a little bit about the poor decision that Jehoiakim had made when Jeremiah preached to him the word of God, and Jehoiakim thought he could just cut it in pieces and throw it in the fire, and yet what Jehoiakim found out was God's word will stand in and you will not. And God pronounced judgment upon Jehoiakim. Here in verse uh, number one of chapter thirty-seven, we see the successor to Jehoiakim, not the official successor, because Jehoiakim had a son by the name of Coniah or Jehoiakim, and he was. But he was taken to Babylon after just three months. So, really, the next king that had any kind of a length of a reign was Zedekiah who came to reign about 597. So remember, Nebuchadnezzar invaded in 605 In 597. That's when Jehoiakim, the son of Jehoiakim, was taken. And now Zedekiah is the next king. And the Bible says that the king Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, reigned instead of Coniah. So that's Jeconiah, the one that reigned for three months. The son of Jehoiakim, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, made king, in the land of Judah. So in that sense Zedekiah was just a vassal king. And Babylon had propped him up, and if he just behaved himself and paid his taxes and supported Babylon, everything would have been okay. But we know that Zedekiah was a man of pride, and even though Jeremiah said things like God is using Babylon to judge you and the people of God, Zedekiah wouldn't hear it. And watch what happens in verse number 2. But neither he Nor his servants, nor the people of the land, did hearken unto the words of the Lord, which he spake by the prophet Jeremiah. So here we see a bit of a theme, because last chapter, people just didn't seem to want to respond to the word of God. And maybe that's not entirely true, because initially they responded, and then the princes responded, but Jehoiakim, as the leader, said, no, I don't want to hear it. Here in chapter 37, we find that nobody really wants to listen to God. Nobody wants to listen to the word of God. Now, Zedekiah, uh, the leader, doesn't have any interest in what God says. Look at verse number three. So Zedekiah, the king, of, the king sent Jehuchal, the son of Shemiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Maaseiah, the priest, to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, pray now unto the Lord our God for us. Is that not interesting? They're not interested in the word of God. They're not interested in following God and getting right with God. And yet when situations are bad, boy, hey, please pray for us. Please ask God to help us. In other words, we want God when it's convenient. And we want answers from God when the answers are the answers we want from God. So, boy, Jeremiah, work your magic Make these big, bad Babylonians go go away. And the Bible says in verse number four, now Jeremiah came in and went out among the people. So he he had free access again to the temple, unlike last chapter, for they had not put him into prison. Now, we know that the book of Jeremiah is not chronologically written, and we've already read back in chapter 32 about that time that Jeremiah was in prison. Remember when he made that property purchase and when he was there in prison, that that hasn't happened yet in this chapter. So this is Zedekiah's reign, but it's not the end of his reign. So Jeremiah still kind of has free ingress and egress to the temple mount and to the temple area. And he has a little bit of a relationship with the king. The king says, pray for us. And the Bible says in verse five, then Pharaoh's army was come forth out of Egypt. And when the Chaldeans that besieged Jerusalem heard tidings of them, they departed from Jerusalem. So circumstances would seem to indicate that Jeremiah's prayer had been answered. Hey, pray for us, Jeremiah. We're we're being surrounded by the Babylonians. And then all of a sudden, the Egyptians are on the march from Egypt. The Babylonians are afraid that they're going to get in this vice grip. And so they, they leave off the siege of Jerusalem to deal with the Egyptian problem. And Zedekiah no doubt is thinking, wow, you know, we're not going to be judged by the Babylonians anymore. Uh, Our prayers have been answered. See that all that doom and gloom preaching wasn't true. Of course, none of that is true because watch verse number six. Then came the word of the Lord unto the prophet Jeremiah saying, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel. Thus shall you say to the king of Judah, hey, Jeremiah, go say this to Zedekiah that sent you unto unto me to inquire of me. Behold, Pharaoh's army, which is come forth to help you, shall return to Egypt and to their own land. And the Chaldeans shall come again and fight against the city and take it and burn it with fire. Now, that must have been a tough message for Jeremiah to preach. It must have been a tougher message for Zedekiah to hear. Hey, Zedekiah, don't misread what's happening. Even though you like these circumstances and it appears that there's a temporary reprieve for this Babylonian captivity, please understand that the Egyptians, they're going to turn around and go back home. And the Chaldeans are going to turn around and come back and besiege this city. In fact, it goes on to say, we won't read all the verses, that even if the only people that show up back in the city are all the wounded Babylonians, even if the army is destroyed by Egypt and the only people that show back up are the wounded Babylonians, they would still be strong enough to defeat you. And the reason is, is because I have sent them, said God. So Zedekiah, don't think that just because you've had circumstances that make it look like everything's okay, that everything's okay. Because the real issue here is not circumstances. The real issue here is your disobedience, and that has remained the same, Zedekiah. You are still maintaining a rebellious and wicked heart toward me. Now, look at verse number 11. It came to pass that when the army of the Chaldeans was broken up from Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's army, so when they— when they left the siege, when the Babylonians left the siege, then Jeremiah went forth out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin. So when the stranglehold was gone, so remember God said the Egyptian army's coming, the Babylonians are going to leave for a season and fight against them. Then they're going to come back. Well, during that season, when the Babylonians left, Jeremiah looked at that as an opportunity for him to, now I can leave Jerusalem. He's not holed up there because of the siege of the Babylonians. And so he goes to take care of some business deals, to separate some property, to to check on his family. And while he's doing that, the Bible says in verse number 13, that he was caught at the gate of Benjamin by a a certain captain of the guard, a a high level soldier whose name was uh, Arijah. Now, what does Elijah do? Arijah says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you are a traitor. And we know what you're doing here. You are a secret spy for the Chaldeans. You're on the Babylonian team and we're on to you. And Jeremiah said, no, I'm not. I'm just a prophet of God. I'm just giving the word of God. Ar- Arijah says, we don't believe you. So they took Jeremiah and they put him in a makeshift prison. In the house of a man by the name of Jonathan, who was a former high-ranking official uh, there in Judah, and Jeremiah is put into jail, and it's a horrible prison. As we read, we infer that from the text, a horrible place, and Jeremiah is in bad conditions, and here's Jeremiah been captured, falsely accused, put in prison, and the Bible says he's left there for many days. Sometimes we just read the Bible. We just read, gloss over certain details. And you and I, that's nothing. We just read it many days. We read on. But can you imagine being Jeremiah and being in these horrible circumstances? Not just taxing you physically because of the lack of food and the horrible conditions. But what about the emotional toll? What about the spiritual warfare of being misunderstood of being having your motives falsely accused, of being a man that loves God that serves God and yet it seems as if you are all on your own. The Bible says in verse number 16, when Jeremiah was entered into the dungeon into the cabins and Jeremiah had remained there many days. Verse number 17, then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. So Zedekiah just let him stay there all those days. I mean, this is the same one that when things are bad, oh, Jeremiah, pray for us. But now that the Babylonians are gone, then Zedekiah, he's not, he doesn't have any pressure. There's no urgency about rescuing Jeremiah. So after many days, finally, Zedekiah says, okay, I want to hear from Jeremiah. And watch what Zedekiah wants to know. Look, Look at verse number 17. The king asked him secretly... In his house said, is there any word from the Lord? Hey, Jeremiah, uh, has God told you anything? I mean, it's been a while now and the Babylonians are gone and things are better. Uh, What are you hearing? Any good news? I mean, that's, that's the overture here. And watch what Jeremiah says. And Jeremiah said, there is. Is there a word from the Lord? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God has something to say. There is. For, said he, thou shalt be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. (laughs) That is not what Zedekiah wanted to hear. Zedekiah was hoping that it was all over. He was hoping he had dodged a bullet. But no, what did Jeremiah say? Jeremiah said, listen, God's word has not changed. God's word remains the same. I told you, Zedekiah. I told you before. And even though circumstances appear to be better for a short season— Don't think for a moment that God's word is going to return void. God gave his word, and his word still stands, Zedekiah. And as much as I, humanly speaking, don't want to give you this negative news, it is the truth nonetheless. Verse number 18, Moreover, Jeremiah said unto King Zedekiah, What have I offended against thee? What have I done to you, Zedekiah, or against thy servants, or against this people, that you have put me in prison? Okay, you asked me a question. I gave you the answer. It's not the answer you want to hear, but what have I done wrong? All I've done is give you the word of God. What, what am I supposed to do? Lie? What am I supposed to do? Make up some kind of a thing that would make you feel good in the moment and then ultimately be the opposite? What? Why am I being held at fault for simply obeying God? Verse number 19, where are now your prophets? which prophesied unto you, saying the king of Babylon shall not come against you nor against this land. You're holding me to this really harsh standard because I've told the truth. And yet all these people that told you what you wanted to hear that are clearly liars, you haven't done anything to them because they told you what, what you wanted to hear. That's a double standard. Verse number 20, therefore, hear now, I pray thee, O my Lord, the king, let my supplication, I've got a request, said Jeremiah, I pray thee, be accepted before thee, that thou cause me not to return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. Zedekiah, I've just told you the truth. Now, granted, it's not what you want to hear, but I've been true. And Zedekiah, please, you see a very human side Of Jeremiah, here, don't you? Zedekiah, please don't make me go back there. These conditions were so horrible. I'll die there, please. And watch here, verse number 21, last verse of the chapter. Then Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah into the court of the prison. Okay, you can come, you'll still be in prison, but you'll be in the royal prison. That's what we read about before, earlier in the book of Jeremiah. And so he takes him to the court of the prison that they should give him daily a piece of bread out of the baker's street until all the bread in the city were spent. Thus, Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Okay, Jeremiah, I'll acquiesce. You'll you'll still have to be in prison. I'll give you bread to eat. You'll be on a meager diet, but at least it won't be there. I'll give you a little bit of a better situation. Wow, you just see the the heart of Jeremiah, this godly man whose only crime was to tell people what God told him to tell people. Saw it last chapter, saw it this chapter, and yet God blessed this faithful man. And I'm sure that Jeremiah today would tell you a thousand million times, it's always right to obey the Lord. Hope that helps today. We'll jump into a brand new chapter next episode, chapter number 38. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.